Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. According to Gainsight's 2022 Customer Success Index, companies that reported the highest net revenue retention rates also reported investing 10% of their revenue in their customer success and customer success operations, or CS ops, teams, which translates to the fact that investing in customer success increases both revenue and overall value of the business. And according to another recent study by Gainsight, Funding for customer success is still being prioritized in the current market. The SaaS market report revealed that both CEOs and investors agreed that customer success should be the least likely to receive departmental cuts. Publicly traded CEOs actually unanimously came to this agreement. Not a single respondent there voted to cut CS. Today, we're going to talk about customer success operations and the role it plays in the current success and future growth of companies. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Scott Salkin, SVP and GM of Gainsight Essentials at Gainsight. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Thanks so much. Excited to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, But first, uh, why don't we start with you explaining a little bit about what Gainsight does for its customers and your role there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, plain and simple, you know, Gainsight, Gainsight's a software company, um, you know, that helps other recurring revenue businesses, companies that have you know, subscription-based businesses, some of these are the largest uh, and fastest growing software companies in the world, we help them retain and grow their customer base. So, um, you know, keep their customers, reduce churn, expand growth, um, things that you talk about, you know, again, going back to net retention, like you mentioned. And we help them do this by leveraging data and workflows and best practices. So, um, so not only can they understand the value that their customers want to achieve, but also how to really proactively deliver that value. I think proactive there is a, is a really big piece of this. Um, and, you know, in times like these, you know, we're, 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 we can probably all agree right now that we're in a bit of an, an, an uncertain economic climate, you right. know, delivering value, retaining customers is more important than ever. So, um, you know, business is slowing down a lot of business, you know, a lot of CFOs are stack raking the tools that their teams use, the expenditures that they have. So, so keeping their customers and, and keeping their customers happy and delivering value is more important than ever. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, we talk a lot, and I'm sure we'll talk more today, a little bit about like efficient growth. We call it durable growth a lot, you know, gain sight, you know, when we kind of wrap it all up into this pretty bow, you know, and put a bow on top. We help companies build that kind of like durable growth engine. When we talk about durable growth, you know, the easiest customers to grow, the least expensive ones to grow are your existing customer base. So we help, we help companies, you know, do that and put the customers at the center of their business and at the core of their business. So specifically, I run a business unit called uh, called Gainside Essentials, and you know Essentials is really focused on the fact that you know today, customer success is a core principle for every single type of recurring revenue business, like I mentioned in the world. Um, you know, when you're born in the cloud software company, you know, or or let's say you're a big big enterprise going through a digital transformation, you know, customer success is really critical for you. So, so with Essentials, we've kind of transformed our customer journey to make it easier for companies at any stage in their journey 
to start and scale with Gainsight. So we have pricing and packaging that lets customers start ease more easily. We've built new implementation and onboarding processes that get folks live in as little as two to four weeks. And then we've actually even built something called Essentials Accelerator, which when you think about it is, is an accelerator program that helps kind of guide and ensure customers are successful with us. And not only in how they use our technology, but also, you know, with the people and processes behind it and whatnot. So, um, so we went live with this back in March. We've we've added about 100 customers using essentials in the programs and packages we put together in about the, in about the last six months. That's great. Well, um, let's let's get going here. And you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, investments in customer success can provide big gains for companies. Yeah. So let's let's explore this a little bit more. Um, so first, um, for those getting up to speed on terminology, um, how would you describe both customer success as well as customer success operations or, or CS ops? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, Gainsight, it's interesting. Now, we've now written three books on customer success um, and have somewhat kind of really helped define CS as a practice and also a career. And there's really been this massive move, movement behind it, I would say, over the last eight to 10 years. Customer success, I would say, you know, itself is, is more of a business method that uses your product, uses your services um, to help companies or, you know, your customers achieve their objectives. So, you know, it's very relationship focused. It's focused on client management. It's focused on aligning your customers with your customers, with your own company's goals. So the things that you kind of, you know, want to promise during the sales cycle are the things that you want to deliver on and, and how you get everyone involved in achieving those goals and outcomes that you that 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 you and your customer align on. So ultimately, you know, effective customer success strategies. Um, I would say, you know, the goal there is to create less churn. So less churn equals more retention. You want to lower your customer acquisition costs. And I think, I think that's actually not talked about enough is actually lowering those customer acquisition costs through, through better customer success and also creating more upsell opportunities. So again, you know, we talked about net, net retention. How do you, how do you upsell more? How do you get customers to buy more? Yeah. If you go and click deeper into CS operations, so customer success operations, you know, the, the mission there is really to help your customer success team operate more efficiently. And I would say with more excellence, you know, so that your CSMs, your customer success managers, you know, they can help customers achieve those goals. So a lot of it in customer success operations is really on, on, on efficiency. And a lot of companies invest in CS ops as a strategy, you know, as a strategy to help, again, go back and drive retention, expansion, advocacy, and and focus it all on, on being more efficient. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thanks for thanks for for providing that. And so, to go back to the report I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, it also said that while ninety five percent of companies surveyed have some type of customer success function, not all are as successful as others. Um, what does customer success operations look like when it's done well? No, that's a that's a great question. So. You know, we look at best in class, you know, CS ops teams as really being, you know, I would say thought partners to design strategic initiatives and then execute to make those visions and those initiatives a reality. So CS ops is really deeply involved. The value and the impact that CS ops often brings and is, is kind of this, this maturity level to the customer success team and, and puts them on a kind of this like almost like common pathway for companies that lead to, again, I mentioned this before, but th this is where it leads to more improvements in efficiency, yeah. which then, you know, tie back into retention and growth. So I would say the most immediate impact on efficiency that CSOPS brings is things around like, for example, increasing account ratios. So how many CS, how many customers each customer success manager is managing, for example, and doing this for providing 
more structured processes, more resources, better access to data, more proactive types of plays and playbooks for your customer success managers to use with those customers. So that's where it kind of, you know, impacts efficiency. Then if you look at retention, you know, it's things like faster risk identification, um, faster, faster resolution of issues. Um, Every day, you know, CSMs are, are individually, you know, tasked with identifying and addressing risk and CS ops helps them do that better. And then, um, you know, again, it goes back to playbooks and things of that nature. And then the last thing I'll mention, I can quickly talk about growth. Um, ops typically runs, for example, survey programs that identify, you know, who is a promoter for your business? Who's leveraging, you know, your system or your data to to um, to uh, best to to eventually become advocates? And then also ops, ops often plays a really big role in maintaining processes, tools, data to track and communicate. Again, going back to value realization, ROI. Yeah. Yeah. In that report, uh, 83% of those surveyed also stated that reducing customer churn was the top responsibility of, of customer success. I know you touched on this a little bit, but can you explain how customer success can work to reduce this customer churn? Yeah, no, we could probably spend 30 minutes on this topic alone. Probably a whole show. But yeah. Yeah, that show of just, just churn. So let me try and kind of s- summarize it with a, with a few key points, you know. Um, First off, you know, I think there, there are different types of churn for companies to consider as, as they mature, as an organization matures, and even as a customer success organization matures. Um, but, you know, let's kind of focus on the basis. You know, first, first there's customer churn. You know, how many logos are you, are, are you losing? And then there's revenue churn. So how much of the recurring revenue that you're producing as a business are you losing on a monthly or annual basis? That's churn. Turning around is retention. It's how much are you keeping? So, so the role of customer success, I would say, is not only to reduce churn, but to actually drive higher net retention for your business by helping you deliver the value and the outcomes again. And we always go back to kind of those two terms, value and outcomes, that you promise your customers during the sales process. And, you know, and that they've actually that your customers have trusted you to deliver based on what they're paying you in return. So ultimately, again, that gets back to net retention leading them to do more with you or helping your customers have the trust and an ROI that eventually ends up with them either buying more from you, whether that's more licenses, more services, purchasing more features or product and so forth. So, um, and I think this is really important now, again, going back to, we talked about economic conditions for a minute, but the other thing that really impacts us today is, is customers are really agile these days. I mean, yeah. Companies are, are, are mobile. They're powered by choice. They're in charge of the sales cycle. It used to be that, you know, that, that kind of customers were kind of, you know, gathered around the, the, the vendor in the core. Now it's the other way around. The customer's at the core. So the result is that, you know, sometimes a happy customer isn't enough. You know, a happy customer doesn't just guarantee that you have the business long term. You know, they have so many options to continuously reduce cost, increase profitability. They're getting the pressure to do that more and more these days. So you've really got to continuously deliver value and reduce that potential churn and increase the rate of retention. And I would say the customer success just does, does just that. You know, it aggregates your customers and, and product data. It gives you 360 views of your individual customers. It helps you leverage data and best practices to more proactively deliver those outcomes. And that's really the role. And I would say the last thing that I think is really important that I think kind of comes as you mature more for your own company is it builds advocates and it builds communities out of your customers so that they can help each other and in turn, you know, help your business grow. And honestly, you know, that that's one of the most important pieces. There's so much more, but I think that's a really good kind of high level overview of, of customer success and its role in churn. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you've you've mentioned quite a few metrics and, and ways of measuring, but you know, as as we all know, we can measure a lot of things, but in order to really uh, understand success, it's we we need to sometimes limit our our view of 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 a few key metrics. What do you what do you see in your experience? You know, what are what are the top companies that are really doing this well? Like, what what are some of those metrics that they're really relying on for their uh, to measure their customer success programs? Yeah, you know, like you said, there, there's a lot of metrics out there, and they can get you know more complex. You can double click into a lot of them as you continue to get more mature as your own org. But yeah. you know, I kind of focus on you know five or six that you really need to have on your radar as you're kind of starting your customer success org and 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 then starting to grow. I mentioned a couple of these to start out with, you know, first logo retention, yeah. really straightforward. How many customer logos are you turning over a given time period? And that's oftentimes where a lot of folks start. How many customers we're retaining? Okay. Then you get into renewal rate. So let's start with, with gross renewal rate. Folks call it GRR most of the time. You know, this, this measures more of how much of your monthly recurring revenue, you know, or it can be annual, you know, MRR or ARR. Are you retaining each month after you, um, yeah, after you subtract, you know, all the efforts of, of churn or downgrades, we talk about downgrades sometimes, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and how that impacts your business. Net renewal rate then, so NRR, very similar to gross retention, but then you start factoring in how losses in revenue, so how, you know, the, the, the revenue that you're losing from churn and downgrades, how those are then offset by upsells and cross-sells. So how you actually are, you know, adding more benefit to your customers or selling into them. Because then there's there's a couple other ones. There's expansion percentage. So how many? What's the percentage of your customer base that they're actually expanding? Um, there's net promoter score and customer satisfaction. You also you can often get these through through surveys, um, whether they be email surveys, surveys that you have in app, so in, within your product. But but being able to measure things like net promoter score and customer satisfaction is really important. Are customers happy with the with the tools and resources you're providing them and and services and all they also are they also um, willing to recommend you to other folks. Um, there's then the cost of you know, we talked about CAC, customer acquisition costs. There's also the cost of retention. How much are you spending to retain a customer? Mm. Um, and I'd say, you know, one, one last one I'll throw in there, very, very relevant to customer success. I would say still becoming more relevant as product and customer success come together, but that's, that's around product and feature adoption. Mm. Um, and I say that because, you know, I think it's really hard to have great customer success without having product and user success. Yeah. Looking at product adoption, use, looking at you know how users are leveraging your features, those are really key metrics that you need to have a hold of if you're really gonna have a, a top-notch customer success org. Yeah, yeah, the great, great, great ideas there. What about customer success and sales and, and their relationship to one another? You know, it seems to vary widely depending on the organization, of course, but, um, you know, we've been talking about customer churn and, and things, but, you know, sales often focusing on net new customers, of course, um, you know, what's that, what's the ideal scenario to, for that relationship between the two? Yeah. You know, alignment, alignment with sales is, is absolutely critical when, uh, when it comes to long term long-term success of, of customers and, and of the customer success team in general, um, if you assume that customer success owns the company retention number, then the combination of sales and customer success is what drives the total subscription bookings number for your company. So the total 
you know, growth numbers for your company. So then there's a, there's a lot of things that then have to be figured out jointly and together. So there's gotta be really great alignment, you know, things like who owns bookings and who should be compensated for renewals, you know, who owns and should be compensated for upsells. Um, Who's responsible for mapping out and communicating, um, you know, a customer's org structure and, and building broader relationships within that, within that account. Um, what does customer success need from sales after the deal is closed in order to make the customer more successful? Not just customer success, but what does implementation and onboarding professional services need? Um, what, should the customer success team have input into the sales process? There's so many things that that go into there. And to be honest, there, there's really no magic bullet. You know, we do surveys all the time around who owns expansion or who owns renewals. And oftentimes we see a 50-50 split in terms of the answer when we run surveys. And it kind of fluctuates a little bit you know, year after year when we do this, but it's typically somewhere between 50, 50, and 45, you know, 45, 60, uh, 55 each way. Um, and, you know, so it requires a lot of discussion, a lot of collaboration, and a lot of, you know, not always the easiest questions to answer, like the ones I just mentioned above. But I'll tell you, um, I would say nothing makes a sales leader happier at the end of the day than having things like CSQLs, which are customer success qualified leads. So you start getting to that point, the two organizations are really aligned, they're delivering value together, they understand how to forecast renewals and expansion opportunities and even past opportunities back and forth. I would say you're starting to head in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like um, details aside based on you know specifics within the org, it sounds like collaboration and open collaboration is probably the, the, the key thing, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Let's um let's switch gears just a little bit, and uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the the customer success organization and and sales and and from that perspective. But let's talk about what customer success does for the product itself. So, how have you seen bigger investments in customer success help to build a, a better product? Yeah, and, you know, as important it is, we just talked about customer success and sales to be aligned. I would say it might be more important for customer success and product to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to it's hard to say put one on top of the other. But yeah. you know, I'm getting. I mean, I'm going to point out point us back to to the two terms I've said a bunch: how you deliver value and outcomes. Um, a really good, strong customer success and product partnership allows companies to really, you know, to really deliver more than just features. It allows them to deliver outcomes and value. Outcomes then translate to increased revenue and it translates into higher retention rates. And so customers that achieve those outcomes through the product or service are more likely to renew, more likely to expand. Um, and there's, there's, there's so much here that we can talk about. Again, I, I think this could be another 30 minute topic. Right, right. Um, Building the right product starts with having a really clear view of your customers' needs. So where do those customers' needs often get, you know, translated back to the company? Well, through your CS team. So your CS team can often be the ears to the ground to go back and communicate what your customers need or how the product is resonating with them or what they want to see on the roadmap and vice versa. Product is involved with helping enable the CS team so that they can more effectively onboard or teach or advise customers about these new features. So there's really that kind of, you know, symbiotic relationship where they've really got to be working closely with each other, have to be communicating strategies really well, have to be, you know, communicating awareness around what the customer needs really well on the roadmap um, and, and capturing great feedback. And again, I'll say, it, you know, it's really hard to have true customer success without true user success of the product. 
Um, and, and it goes back to, to being able to drive to drive more efficiency and to be able to be to, to, to do more with less as a customer success team. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. So one more topic to explore here. Um, let's talk about what customer success does for the customers. Um, you know, we've talked about customers a lot, but let's talk about that that relationship. So, you know, an obvious gain of investing in, in customer success is happier customers who buy more, buy more often and, and refer others to. Um, but what are maybe some perhaps less obvious outcomes that benefit customers when a company invests in customer success? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we're talking about outcomes and, and your customers have choices. You know, they have they have a lot of choices these days, but they choose you for a reason. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's up to you to, to provide that value. And that's why customer success is is so important. So, you know, I think it's it's hard to make it any more blunt or straightforward with that than just kind of being able to, to deliver those outcomes of value. And I would go back to the community piece of this as well. You know, you know, I think these days, a lot of companies are not just providing, you know, features through their products or services, but companies more and more are often, you know, the product is, is a career companion for folks. Yeah. You know, our product and what we deliver is more than just the features, it's the community, it's it's the the events that we do, it's the connection of people to each other. And so, you know, oftentimes when people, you know, if, if are, you know, they, they come to Gainsight, they feel like they're coming to a career companion. And then it's, it's, I'll be honest, it's hard for them to leave because they're not leaving behind more than just the, the product and the feature. They're leaving behind the community and the career companion they have there. So I think that's one of the, that's some of the, some of the, you know, the, the less obvious things that come out of it that um, that it's really about, you know, how we not only help folks, you know, perform in their day to day, but also how you help folks really, you know, plan out and visualize, you know, the next steps in their career as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I think, you know, in an organization, they may have, they may be in an, in an org with, you know, tens of thousands of other employees, but they're not all doing their job. Right. And so it is, right. it is good to have that, that community of, of others that are, you know, whether they're in a larger, smaller or similar sized org, they're, they're kind of feeling their same pain points and somebody, some people they can talk to. Right. Yeah. I mean, community has been, you know, absolutely critical to our growth as a company. You know, we started that from, you know, Gainsight's now about a 10 year old company. And I would say community was started from day one. And it's been absolutely critical, not just to our growth as a company, but to your growth as customer success. Again, I mentioned it was a movement and the growth of customer success as a career. And now it's one of the fastest growing, um, you know, careers. If you go on LinkedIn or other job boards that you see more customer success jobs than anything else out there. It's absolutely critical. So it's, it's, it's been fun to watch how, you know, not just the job of the customer success manager itself, but also customer success managers then becoming customer success leaders or going into customer success operations or becoming admins of platforms. You know, again, there are folks that are earning certifications to just manage Gainsight as a platform. There's so many great things that, that have come along with just the kind of the creation of the category of customer success as well. But it doesn't have to just go with category creation. It can go with any job that you have out there. And so being able to provide more than, than just that, you know, again, going back to the fact that there's so much choice out there, you know, when you're a company and you're a product these days, you're more than just the features and the, and the, and the lines of code that you're selling. You you definitely are, are, are needing to provide more of that kind of a grounded experience for, yeah, for your customer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up. Um, you've given a lot of great advice already, but one, what's what's one last piece of advice you'd have for companies that, let's say they're in early days of their customer success program or perhaps at a turning point in their customer success program? Uh, what's, what's one piece of advice for the months ahead? 
You know, I, I would say one of the most important things is don't try to do too much right off the bat, yeah. right, right out the gates. Um, there's a lot of great ways to start and then grow and scale. I think you know one of the one of the best places to start is just by making sure you have executive buy-in to make to make CS a, a tops-down culture in terms of belief in your company. And 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 you know, I remember back in the days, you know, I used to go to events and I remember folks used to say, "Hey, who who in the room is a salesperson?" And you know, if everyone didn't raise your hand, they would say, "No, you're wrong. Everyone here in this room is a salesperson." I yeah. think now that shifted to. Everyone in the room is a customer success manager. Yeah. Everyone's in charge of making customers successful. And you've got to have that buy-in from the tops down in the organization. Um, so you've really got to, got to talk to and understand your customers and, and, and understand them. And I think that, again, goes back to the responsibility of everybody. They've got to have an understanding of, of how your company is, is, is delivering value, how customers leverage the value that you provide and, and what you're delivering to them. Um, I would say another really core fundamental piece is getting your data in order. You know, and it doesn't have to be really complex, but start with basics. You know, most companies out there these days are, who are, you know, looking into customer success, they've got a CRM system in place. They've got ticketing data and support data from tools like Zendesk or Salesforce or HubSpot. And in some way, shape or form, they've got some product data. So if once they can start ingesting that into a system that brings it all together, so a tool like Gainsight or others that are out there to start getting some basic things like health scores if your customers you know, 360 views of those customers, then they can turn those insights into action. So things like workflows and playbooks and surveys and email communications and automating away some of the low value redundant tasks so that your CSMs, the people who really should differentiate you from your competitors, those people can put more time into the effort into the high value activities um, that, that really deliver the outcome. So I think it's really important to be able to kind of take that almost like crawl, walk, run approach and you know, as you get some of these basics into place and you're ready to scale, then you can move on to the next phase in your journey. And, um, and again, like, remember you're not alone. You know, tons of great examples out there, of companies who have done this and some great frameworks to help guide folks and, you know, leverage the customer success communities that are out there. Um, there's there's several of them out there. Gainsight has ours with Pulse and some of the, some of the things that we do. And But there are literally tens of thousands, if not more people out there in your shoes. And, you know, they're all ready to listen and help and, and, and engage. So you've got to take advantage of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great advice. Well, uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining the show. For those listening, uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's gainsight.com. Also, you know, essentials is essentials.gainsight.com and follow me on LinkedIn. It's just Scott Salkin, S-A-L-K-I-N. You can find me there and um, we post a lot of great things around customer success and other things going on in life. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Scott Salkin, SVP and GM at Gainsight Essentials at, at Gainsight for joining the show. Uh, thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.